The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. What is up, Steelers Nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. I'm Noah Strackbine, joined always by my main man, Stephen Thompson. Find us on youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk or subscribe anywhere. You get your podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers move to six and three on the season with a 23-19 nail biter over the Green Bay Packers at Acrisure Stadium. It might have not have been the cleanest win for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but it's another victory moves them closer to the postseason and they inch forward in the AFC North race as well. We'll dive into all that. Our thoughts on the game on maybe some struggles at quarterback and our Belief in Kenny Pickett. Meanwhile, a major injury for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense leaves them with very limited options at linebacker. We have some choices that they can make over the next couple of days, but we do expect a move to be made. And as always, where we stand with the Pittsburgh Steelers heading into week 11. On top of that, we got a uh, a pretty cool giveaway to do at the end of this episode. Make sure to check it out. We'll give it away or we'll tell you how to enter Right at the end, finalists will be announced on Friday, but it's a beautiful day in Burke. How you feel, my friend? I feel good. I got my uh, my first taste of the regular season uh, at Axure Stadium yesterday. Uh, I've been to a couple preseason games before, but my first time being in the press box for a regular season game, and it was it was a great time. It's a it's a different energy on a regular season game day than it is for the preseason. So I was really happy to be there. Yeah, no doubt. What was your uh, give us a little give us a little taste? What your what was what was the energy? What you uh, what were your thoughts on your first regular season action of the Pittsburgh Steelers being in the press box? Well, I just think it was it was cool. Like I guess last play of the game it ended up being, but watching yeah. you know stadium entirely on its feet. You know, everyone top to bottom was on their feet, waving those terrible towels. That's just a cool scene. Um, I think to see everyone to see the stadium dressed up like that. I'd never really really seen that before and that was also that was also the first regular season nfl game too i've ever been to period and so in your life you've never been yeah. like as a fan no no never <sighs> um so yeah that was it was cool it was cool just to see that stadium filled out like that to see it react like that to to a really close game and a big game um it was it was pretty cool i i like the game itself was cool but i like i think watching people like interact with each other on a game day and like be a part of that atmosphere. That was, that was my favorite part. I think. Yeah, no doubt. You, I mean, I didn't realize that was your first NFL game ever. That's, that's about as good as it gets, you know, right. probably would have been better. It's always better. I talk to people constantly who are like, Oh man, dude, what a nail biter. And you're like, yeah, it would have been cooler if I was in the stands, but I get it, but it's still like, that's as, that's as cool of an atmosphere as it gets to witness. So that's pretty cool. And then the, the fight at the end, I mean, how many, you know how many yeah, times exactly, you get to yeah. see Danny Smith get laid out and then a bunch of dudes not dressed try to fight some linemen. I actually went back, watched that game, and we'll 
start with the recap here in a second, but I went back and watched that fight like four or five times right at the end there. And my biggest takeaway, there's a couple. Danny Smith gets laid out, obviously, but Minka's in there ripping guys apart with no jersey on. Doesn't surprise me at all just knowing who Minka Fitzpatrick is. And on top of that, dude, Chris Boswell, kicker, comes running in there at the end. And I'm not talking like gets in the face of Packers offensive linemen. I'm talking rips two ginormous men out of that out of that little scrum, throws them backwards, and then just standing there with a hat on as three giant Packers are standing in front of him. I'm like, all right, man, you're a kicker. Like, you know, and, uh, you know, Chris Boswell is a guy, he's a skinny dude, doesn't talk to the media much. You have no idea who or what this guy is, so you just assume everything. Guy's got, you know, guy's got, he's got big chest, you know, to do something like that. I got to give him props. Well, they mess with the special teams coach. He can't, he can't let that happen. That's, that's true. That's, that that's is true. Guy. That so is true. got to defend him. You throw Danny Smith down. I mean, I'm surprised everybody wasn't out there just losing their mind. I mean, Danny Smith's the dude, man. You know, yeah. I'm, I was nervous he was going to choke on his gum falling that <laughs> fast, but thank, I'm thankful everybody's okay. Thankful everybody's okay. All right, let's dive into the Pittsburgh Steelers win here. 23-19 over the Green Bay Packers. I mean, before we go into Kenny Pickett, and that's the biggest topic of conversation, obviously, your thoughts on the game as a whole. You know, you, where where did you think the Pittsburgh Steelers or what were your thoughts on the Pittsburgh Steelers leaving there? Was it an impressive win or one that kind of left you with uh, some concerns, thinking that at one point it was a 10-point game? Well, I'll say that this the the team that played the the Green Bay Packers and beat the P- Green Bay Packers looked a lot more like the Pittsburgh Steelers the, the way I kind of imagined them uh, and the way that they I thought they would look in my head at the beginning of the year. Yeah, really dominant run game, defense pretty suffocating on on, on most parts. Uh, some struggles for the secondary I thought at, at, at a bunch of times. I mean Jordan Love looked good, uh, made some clutch throws, but I still thought the the secondary wasn't great. But you know the run defense uh, was really stout, uh, and then. They ran the football really, really effectively, and you didn't get a whole lot from Kenny Pickett, but you didn't really need to, um, yeah. which I thought was the most impressive part. I don't, I don't think the Packers are that impressive of a team, but I, I thought, you know, kind of in a vacuum, the way the Steelers won that game, uh, the way they ran the football, the way they they were able to hold the opposing run game in check, that was, that was really what I thought. You know, the Steelers should look like this year, and that's what I thought they were going to be able to to really hang their hat on and. I guess for the first time this season, it really felt like they ran the ball dominantly. They ran the ball even when teams knew that they were going to run the ball, which I thought was the most impressive part. And that was that was kind of my biggest takeaway from yesterday. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the running game I, last week was a good taste, but you were like, OK, was this just, you know, a good running performance? You get those every once in a while. No, you could see rather immediately that the change at right tackle has paid off in huge dividends for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I mean, Najee Harris looks like a totally new running back right now. It's it's kind of wild. Like, compared to where he was last year and even the year before that, who Najee Harris is today was great. Jalen Warren's a stud. Who would have thought that Jalen Warren could get better if you give him a really good offensive line? I mean, even me, I, I would say that I was shocked at how good he's actually been the last two weeks. That's the thing is, just like you said, like, coming into the season – I'd say right up until we started really hyping up Kenny Pickett and the possibilities there, our expectations of the Pittsburgh Steelers were this is going to be a running team. They're going to rely on their defense and they're going to rely on the ground game and they're going to win football games because of it. And I think that that's exactly what they showed in this one. It's what they showed last week too, but to do it in back-to-back weeks 
against uh, not very impressive teams, but challenging teams nonetheless. Good place to be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Obviously, Kenny struggles in that game. He finishes the game, I believe it's 14 to 23, 126 yards. He's got a 75.6 passer rating. This is back to back struggles for Kenny Pickett. And yeah, you could talk about the fourth quarter, Kenny. Fourth quarter, Kenny didn't even show up in this one. He didn't even look good in the fourth quarter. Are we at a point now where you're worried about Kenny Pickett? You know, do you do you look at this guy and say, how much longer do you give him before? And I'm not saying you bench Kenny Pickett. I I don't think that's, you know, I don't even think you consider that or should consider that if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers for the rest of the season and and maybe even into next year, but we'll dive into that in a second. But right now, like, do you look at him and say, man, we might be hitting a point where Kenny could turn out to be much more disappointing than even we expected as we were like, okay, you got to give him a little bit more time. You got to give him a little bit more time. You got to give him a little bit more time. Yeah, I mean, Kenny was not very impressive uh, yesterday. And, I, you know, the past few games haven't been been completely impressed. And like you said, Kenny's kind of saving grace throughout all of his struggles this year has been, well, in the fourth quarter, if it's a close game, I'm going to win it for you. And yeah. he didn't do that this time. And I don't even think he – I don't want to say he was not a factor in the win, but he didn't – I mean, he, li- he leaned on the run game. I mean, there weren't many plays yes. – you know, in big moments that Kenny had to make, uh, he he got a bunch of help. So, you know, you're kind of not left with with whole, a whole lot to grab onto after after this game. And you know, like you said, I mean, you're not not benching Kenny anytime soon. But also, no. when you look towards the future, you don't. This season, I don't know. To be quite honest with you, I don't think this season as a whole has been a big step forward for Kenny. Um, yes. after last year, like, I don't think he's gotten noticeably better. Um, I don't know if he's gotten better at all. Like this is, this looks like the same guy. Um, so yeah. I think stagnation is, is not as bad as regression, but it's, it's certainly not encouraging. And it's the, it's, it's the way that he kind of misses layups sometimes that I think yes. is, is the, the most concerning part is that there are plays to be made. Uh, and there are there are ways that this this team could really expand and 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 be much more dominant and win in much more impressive ways if if Kenny's a little sharper in certain areas and he just wasn't that way yesterday but it didn't really matter. Yeah, I agree. Like you're going to hit points and everybody brings this up and it's the the most obvious, you know, point to make is you're going to hit points where you're facing Patrick Mahomes or the Miami Dolphins or whoever and you're not going to be able to keep up if it turns into a shootout and that is a concern obviously but just like you said, I think the bigger concern is just like how good is Kenny Pickett? You know, like we've seen fourth quarter Kenny, and that's great, like to be able to go out there and lead a fourth quarter drive and have that ice in your veins. But if we're going to be honest, there's a lot of quarterbacks that could come in there in the fourth quarter and just go win a football game. I mean, you're an NFL quarterback to a degree, like your ability to win got you to where you are right now. And that's obviously not the case for everybody, but. I mean, look at what Josh Dobbs is doing in Minnesota and what he was doing beforehand. Like, he's a guy that you know, he'll do what he needs to do to make sure that your team is in it in those crucial situations. That's kind of like where I'm nervous Kenny's fallen is just a guy who, yeah, he could get the job done if you call on him, but he's not the guy that you should be calling on at all times. Like, he's not your starting quarterback. He's just a really, really good player to lean on. If you're in a if you're in a situation where it's kind of dire, like that's that's where I'm getting nervous. Kenny's fallen into just like you said, it's the easy layups, 
it's the facts. It's the the plays where, I mean, he had two of them yesterday. The first one was he's rolling out to the right. He tries to throw it to Deontay Johnson on the sideline. It's intercepted, but the defender's out of bounds. That's a bad. That was that was a bad play right out the jump. You're just sitting there thinking, okay, that was uh, that was not good, and that was a hundred percent Kenny's fault. And then the throw to Jalen Warren that definitely should have been a fumble, but the refs call it a forward pass. The Steelers get super lucky there. That's another one. Like there's zero reason to throw that football behind Jalen Warren. They're, like you shouldn't even be able, you, you should have the arm to not even have to worry about that, you know? And that's where Kenny kind of, he's just not there. Like at the NFL level, when it comes to his arm talent, he's not there at the NFL level when it comes to his vision and his ability to see open receivers. I, I, you, you look at, there was a third down play in the red zone where or right before the red zone where he throws a little dump off to Jalen Warren and it turns incomplete Deontay Johnson's wide open on a flag and George Pickens just beat his guy streaking towards the end zone Kenny doesn't even look their way he knew where he was going with that football before the ball was snapped and yeah that was probably his first read but you got to be able to identify those things and Kenny just doesn't have that here's the question like how long do you how long is he still at a point where you're like, oh, well, Kenny's progressing. It's too early because that's going to be the argument people make. And people still make that is like, oh, well, he's only 22 games in his into his career. You got to give this kid time. Do you I mean, what's too much time? At the, you got to look at around the league. Zach Wilson was shunned like six games into his NFL career. Um, there there are a number of Kyler. Kyler Murray's at a point right now where he's better than. Kenny Pickett and the expectation is he's not going to be in Arizona anymore because he's not doing enough to lead this team you have quarterbacks every year who come in and immediately if you are not good within the first year you're already looked at as you got to find a replacement option Kenny's technically in year two yeah like how much longer you give them before you start to just chalk this up as a loss well I mean so I think you you still go into next year with Kenny as your starter. I think you have yeah, to. Um, I agree. But I think I, I don't think it's the worst idea in the world to maybe um, you know find some competition for him, find some yeah. real someone real who can not threaten him, but you know, like show him that he is he's not just the uh, he's not just the only guy that we have. You know that he has to mm-hmm. he has to really play up to a certain standard in order to to earn that starting job, but. The very least, he gets through the end of this year, and I mean, I, I kind of yeah, do buy the idea that he is—he is young. This is a little bit of a flawed offense. I mean, they're still kind of finding themselves. Uh, I don't know if, if we continue to see games like this where the Steelers are running for 200 yards and Kenny still can't, you know, make things happen off the play-action passes. If he's still missing those layups, I think that's where you start to get really concerned. But I don't know. I, I'm not—I I don't think I'm as out on on Kenny as maybe some others maybe I still think that this I I mean you mentioned Josh Dobbs like how long did it take for him to really yeah, come into his own yeah come yeah. into his own as a starting quarterback in this league like I'm a little more patient and I think the way this defense is built the way you've got so much of this team kind of tied up long term it's it's I don't know. You don't have to make a real serious decision on Kenny for a while, quite honestly. Like he's not going to end up costing you a ton of money or anything like that. So I don't know. I, 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 I'm willing to be a little bit more patient, at least going into next year, because 
like I said, this is an imperfect offense, not a not a, a completely ideal situation, but Kenny does need to show improvements uh, at some point if you are going to uh, if you're going to commit to him as the Steelers long term. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. Like, I don't think I a hundred percent agree that you don't make a move this season. I don't think, I don't think the Steelers would even consider that. I don't think they should consider that. First off, you're not going to find another option. Like we, you're going to go start Mitch Trubisky or Mason Rudolph. No, just stick it out with Kenny Pickett. I also agree that he's your starting quarterback heading into the off season and into training camp and into the preseason. I do think that unless he really like turns things around in the second half of the season, and like becomes a quarterback where by the end of it, I mean, and, and he did that, you know, last year at the end of the season where Kenny started and where Kenny finished were two totally different quarterbacks. Maybe it happens again this year. If it does cool, you know, minimal competition, a, a step above Mitch Trubisky, maybe. And you just, you, you have somebody where if they start, you feel confident in them but they do have to beat out Kenny Pickett. And if Kenny starts, you feel confident in him. If he doesn't progress, if Kenny is the same quarterback at the end of the season that he is right now, I think that you bring in some like real competition, like some like Kenny's Kenny is not the Kenny is the starter, but he's not the favorite kind of competition just to say like, Hey, you know, this is because this is how I look at it. The Steelers needed an upgraded inside linebacker. For years, they finally caved and got some real talent at inside linebacker. Instant upgrade. You immediately saw the benefit of adding quality inside linebackers, outside linebackers. I mean, you you compare last year to this year, the depth there is unreal. What Marcus Golden and Nate Herbig have been able to provide for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And then most recently, the offensive line. We the offensive line's bad. The offensive line's bad. The offensive line's bad. They finally cave and they put a super talented tackle who may be a rookie, but he's super talented first round pick in at right tackle. And instantly you see the success and what it does to that offense. I think that you go and you challenge Kenny Pickett with a quarterback that, you know, immediately is a guy who is an NFL capable could be really successful starting quarterback. And it doesn't have to be anybody crazy, but it does have to be somebody where if this wasn't the Pittsburgh Steelers and they didn't have a starting quarterback, chances are this guy is easily the starter and people have like pretty decent expectations for him. Just because like I, you look at the rest of this team, I think the Steelers are a really, really good football team right now if they have average quarterback play. And I don't think that they even have, I don't think that they have average quarterback play. Cause even yesterday, Kenny throws a touchdown to Georgia Deontay on that one play on third down. And that's not a field goal. This game isn't even close. And you don't even have to, you don't have to stress about it late in the game. And there are, there are a number of those. And again, I think Kenny could turn things around, but the level of competition, I think has to be a little higher going into the off season. Yeah. Yeah. For no other reason than, Look, like I said, Kenny's stagnated a little bit this year. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's going to stay that way, but Agreed. he can't have that, like, moving forward. Like, we've, we talked during, all during training camp about, like, this window the Steelers have to be competitive on a, a larger scale, and that'll close quickly, especially if you tie yourself to a quarterback who is not making meaningful progress and is not taking noticeable steps forward. That's 
that's a dangerous place to be in. So uh, it's it's you know adding a quarterback isn't isn't necessarily giving up on Kenny, but it's saying, look, we need a little bit more from you. You are a first round guy. Like if, if we're going to invest in you long time, you have to prove that that's going to be worth it. Yep, I agree. I agree. And you know that's a decision for this offseason, but right now, easily the hottest topic of conversation. For the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. The other headline that came out of yesterday, unfortunately, is the Pittsburgh Steelers lost another inside linebacker. Quan Alexander goes down what is believed to be a torn Achilles. That'll end his season. This is a week after the Pittsburgh Steelers lose Cole Holcomb to the year for with a knee injury. Things were looking glim. A room that, I mean, three weeks ago, looks like the Pittsburgh Steelers find an a- found an answer for a problem on defense that they have been searching for a solution for for years. Now looks to be very thin and is down to Landon Roberts and Mark Robinson. I was walking around the locker room yesterday talking to guys, and Mike Tomlin comes in, and he's laughing, and he he, go, he tells Landon, he's a, he, he was like, hey, I don't know what you're doing after this, but you go home. You wrap yourself in bubble wrap and you come back in Cleveland and we'll unwrap you. He said, until then, you're bubble boy. And that's where the Pittsburgh Steelers are. Quan goes down. It's Mark Robinson. It's Landon Roberts. I mean, massive would be the easiest word to describe it. But how how big of a blow is this for the Pittsburgh Steelers? How much faith do you have in uh, a Landon and Mark Rob to be to be the answers there for for Pittsburgh? I mean, it's a huge loss. It is. Uh, I mean, losing Cole Holcomb was a huge loss, but yes, I'd argue that this is this is even bigger. Just considering the circumstances of you don't have Cole, you're you're extremely thin already, and then you lose the one guy who was a, or I guess Alandon was a starter as well. But like, you're down to really one one true starter. At, you, you entered this year with three you know, starters at inside linebacker, and now you're down to one. Um, so to, in my mind, that makes uh, losing Quan that much worse. Um, yeah. I mean, look, Mark Mark Robin, Alan Roberts did their job on – did their job yesterday against the Packers, but you just kind of look at the – look at the schedule, and they've got some – they've got some good offenses coming up. I mean, between yeah. Baltimore, Cincinnati twice, uh, even, even Indy and Seattle, like it's – it, it's tough sledding the rest of the way, and I just don't know if Mark Robinson can be a long-term solution. I just I, – I don't. Like, it's – I like him. I think he, he's got a role to play on this team when it's at full strength. But, man, if that role is a full-time starter, that's a that's a pretty big problem. And, I mean, if, if – I mean, you saw a couple times yesterday that, uh, you know, after they lost Quan that – they would just run a landing out there. They would have Keanu Neal out there with, I think, like four other defensive backs too. But yeah, I, Keanu Neal went down yesterday as well. Don't know if he's going to have to miss any time. It's it's just real dire. So you got to add add someone and hope that they are they are able to replace him. But you have to live with the idea that the Steelers are not going to be as good defensively as they were before this injury. That's just a simple fact. You can't get around it. 
Yeah, I agree. And it's tough because you think about it. The Steelers went from three guys who could call plays at inside linebacker to one. And now essentially like that guy can't come off the field. Like, how do you take a Landon Roberts off the field and say, all right, you know, especially with Minka not in there, where, where, who calls the plays on defense? uh, Maybe nobody, you know, you have to teach Mark Rob that and yeah, cool. But he's a second year guy. Like that's, that's super tough. I think I agree with you. The biggest blow for me is who is now your, especially if Keanu Neal has to miss some time, who is your pass coverage inside linebacker? Is that a Landon Roberts? And cool, but he is such a downgrade compared to Quan Alexander and Cole Holcomb. And I think a Landon played really well yesterday when, when called upon, but he's a 30 year old vet. And at some point, you know, you need a break and Mark Robb could be that guy, but Mark Robb's a huge liability in coverage and that uh, is super concerning for me. I, again, I, I think Mark Robb is a good player, and I, I'm excited to see what he can do in an expanded role in year two, especially with better veterans around him. But very concerned about him playing a major role on defense and also taking away from his role on special teams is a massive hit because he is a stud on kick and punt coverage, like watching him fly down there is like watching a missile. And it's just, that's going to go away. You're going to have to find a replacement for that. I have a couple of options. I put a, I put a story out today, just listing out some guys for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They obviously have three in-house options. They called one up yesterday, Tariq Carpenter, uh, former safety played for the Packers at training camp from Georgia tech. He's a rookie. He's an undrafted rookie, which immediately makes that, concerning because what do you like you're going to call a guy up from the practice squad who's an undrafted rookie who six months ago was a safety and say all right you are now a major contributor on our defense as we make a playoff push in the second half of the season that's super concerning the other option I think would be their top option is Michael Walker or McCall Walker the uh, former Atlanta Falcon. We talk about it. We've talked about him a number of times on this show. Former fourth round pick played 12 games for the Falcons last year at 107 sackle or tackles and two interceptions, which was huge. And then if we're thinking outside the box, okay, somebody tossed Blake Martinez at me this morning. Yeah. Maybe if you're thinking about a veteran on a practice squad, that's a whole story. What do we call miles? Jack. What do you say? Hey, Miles, I know you're uh, probably being an electrician right now. (laughs) I know you don't want to play football anymore. Maybe you could come fill in for us for the second half of the season. And at bare minimum, like, because I don't think anybody you call up starts over Mark Robb at bare minimum adds another veteran presence to that locker room just to be like, okay, this is a reliable guy. If we need him out there in a minimal role, while still, I, I still think Walker's your guy, right? Am I alone on that? Where I think Walker is is your top option, but I still I think you need four. Like I don't know how you move through the season with three inside linebackers and two of them being young, inexperienced guys that were not part of the plan two weeks ago. Yeah, I think I mean I think Walker's got to be part of that plan just because he's a coverage guy. Like yeah, Miles Jack would be nice, and you know you need bodies, but I don't think that if you're thinking about the ideal, uh, you know type of player that you're looking for when you're when the Steelers are adding an inside linebacker right now I think you need a coverage guy and Miles Jack really isn't a coverage guy so that's true I'd say Walker's got to be the first guy you add and then maybe you you look at emergency options like Jack but uh I don't hate that I don't hate that at all I mean it's hard to hate anyone you know it's hard to hate like any inside linebacker that they could possibly add because well they just need need bodies like plain (laughs) simple so anybody at all 
Right. Uh, but yeah, I think I don't think Jack is a bad idea. Just really a question. Like he's not with the team at all right now. He's not. No, no. He signed with the. He was the guy we were at training camp, uh, and I think we were there. I think you were honestly sitting next to me when it happened. Mm-hmm. And he, because he signed with the Eagles, and then oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. then like two weeks later, he was like, "Yeah, I think I'm just gonna retire. Like I think I'm, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go be an electrician." I was like, all right. I mean, cool, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when you said electrician, I thought you were just like, oh, I'm going to be electrician. I, I forgot. He actually, didn't he actually like say that? Yeah, no, like he actually probably is somebody's electrician right now. And they, and they probably have no idea. They're probably just like, man, this guy looks real familiar. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what it is about him. Former NFL inside linebacker. I believe he's a pro bowler. Miles mm-hmm. Jack. Yeah. But I agree. Like, I, I think Walker is. You know, I think at this point he's familiar with the defense. It's got to be a couple of weeks. Like you got to adjust a little bit. I think he's a veteran guy that you could call up. Feel cool. Are you okay if they do Walker and Carpenter? Do you feel confident in that? If they if they sign both of them? Um, I mean, not any less confident than if you brought in Walker and Miles Jack. I mean, I don't think that's that big of a difference. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. I like Carpenter because he's like a former safety too. I, I assume he has some coverage skills off of that. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't think that would necessarily change my view of their inside linebacker room a whole meaningful way at all. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I kind of expect that to be the move. Like if I had to guess, the Steelers are going to sign two guys. They're going to sign Walker and they're going to sign Carpenter, and they're going to try to make that work. I don't know how they lucked out with Walker. I feel like at this time, like it's almost like the universe like saw this all coming. Everybody says everything happens for a reason. I hate to say it was because of injuries, but maybe the universe had a plan all along, and that was for the Pittsburgh Steelers to end up with my call, Michael, my call, Walker. Um, I will learn his name by the time he is signed to the fifty-three man roster. That'll be my that'll be my goal today, actually. Um, but yeah, major blow for the Pittsburgh Steelers. See what happened, but man, dude, that's uh. That's a tough one. And it was it sucked to watch him go down because, I mean, it was so early and you just watched him just hit the turf and you just sat there and just, come on. And you immediately knew like that's yeah, the instant thought was just like, oh, cramping something. And then when he was ruled out, it was like, oh, this is this is going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So th- thoughts and prayers, Quan, obviously speedy recovery. Hopefully everything goes well and stay on the lookout because I expect some news to come for the Pittsburgh Steelers probably within the next like. 24 hours. I would I would anticipate that happens. All right. Last thing I want to talk about. It's Monday. We talk about this every single Monday. Where do we stand with the Pittsburgh Steelers? They are six and three. They're coming off back to back wins. They are half a game back in the AFC North from the Baltimore Ravens. And with the Cleveland Browns win over Baltimore, things kind of look in the Steelers favor entering the second half of the season. Cincinnati is five and four and I mean, they play Baltimore this weekend on or this week on Thursday night. They lose there. They're in a tough spot heading into the back half of the season. The Steelers, if this if the season ended today, they're the fifth seed in the AFC. Where do you stand uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers as we enter week 11? Well, I don't know if I feel necessarily any different about what they are as a team at this point. Um, yeah. I'm a little bit more encouraged by the run game. Defense is still the defense, even with all those injuries and Kenny Pickett still Kenny Pickett, but I'm woke up this morning thinking, yeah, this is absolutely a playoff team. Um, I think when you yeah. look at the schedule, it's there is an easy path to ten wins, if not more. Uh, so like, you know, Cleveland and Cincinnati on the road, 
those are two tough games. But Arizona and New England, winnable. there's no reason. Yeah, winnable is an understatement in my term. It's like, <laughs> in, you like better win those games. Indianapolis, you got to win that game too. Cincinnati, yep. another tough game. But even at Seattle, like I think that's one that they should win too. Like they should be, they should win. I think four of these remaining games and the rest are divisional games, which you know anything can happen. Like Baltimore at the end of the year. Who knows what they'll be playing for at that point? Um, they're yep. on a hot streak right now, but Cincinnati and Cleveland, anything can happen in those games, and and those are winnable. So, I mean, as long as you win all the games that you're supposed to, and then you know maybe steal one off of those uh, off of those division leaders, like or off of those games in the division, like you, that's eleven wins, and that gets you into the playoffs very easily. Even ten wins, I feel like, has you knocking on the door, if not already in. So. My perspective is that they are they are a pretty safe bet to make the playoffs right now. I've flip-flopped in between that uh, going back and forth throughout this season, but I I feel pretty confident at this juncture that they are going to be able to take care of business, business excuse me, against business. teams that there's business, yeah. <laughs> uh against the teams that they're supposed to take care of business against and uh and they'll they'll come out on the other side as a as a playoff team. Yeah, I uh I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. I don't I don't know how the Pittsburgh Steelers, like unless it's a total downfall, and that could happen, but it's hard to imagine that happens with a Mike Tomlin run team. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers control their own faith here or fade here. I think that I think you pull off wins over Cleveland and Cincinnati, which are very doable. Like I mean also you could also walk away from that 0 and two. That's just as likely as two wins. But you walk out of there two and oh, Cleveland and Cincy you have an opportunity to win the AFC North. Like you really crazy do. And that might be wild. That might be at times unbelievable, but it's where the Pittsburgh Steelers are. And just like I said earlier in the show, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are a really good football team if they have an average quarterback. And that means that the rest of this team is really good right now. And you can make a lot happen with a really good team and an, and an average quarterback. And if you could get Kenny Pickett there or at least find a way to work around it enough where you continue to win games. I mean, the potential for anything is there. I, I agree. I don't know how you view the Pittsburgh Steelers as anything less than a, a playoff team right now. That's a good place to be where it goes from there. You'll see, but the back half of the season is going to get very exciting. And if they could win everything, but a divisional game and then give themselves an opportunity to win a couple of those too. I mean, I think the conversation at the end of the year is going to be very exciting about where they are, where they are in the standings, and how they could possibly work their way into a higher seed as we move forward. But yeah, I agree. Pittsburgh Steelers are a playoff team. That feels good to say. And you know, maybe a victory wasn't the greatest one, but it's a win, and it's back-to-back wins. And at this point in the season, who cares? As long as they're winning football team or winning football games, there's nothing else you can do about it. All right. With that, we're heading out of here. But before we go, we got. A pretty huge announcement. I don't know if everybody has noticed. We certainly have noticed that we have finally hit 20,000 subscribers on YouTube. It feels incredible. We cannot thank you guys enough. I mean, I don't understand how we got 20,000 people to come and like this show. We, I mean, we're not that good, you know, just to be, <laughs> just to be frank, I, 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 we appreciate you, but we also know that we stink. So we can't give you guys enough love and enough appreciation for coming and hanging out with us Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Because of that, because we hit 20,000 and we've been waiting a long time to hit 20,000, That's that was our next milestone. 
We're giving away not one, but two signed jerseys this week, uh, straight from Total Sports Enterprise. The first one in celebration of the Steelers' victory with the alternative throwback block numbers will be a signed Mean Joe Green jersey throwback. I believe it's his Hall of Fame jersey as well. And then the other that we will give away both on Friday, Jack Lambert also signed, also block letters or block numbers, excuse me, in honor of, well, a Pittsburgh Steelers victory in the block unis over the Green Bay Packers. To enter, all you have to do is comment hashtag AST on this video. We will do it again on Wednesday. You'll comment hashtag AST on that video as well. And then on Friday, we will announce our winners for both jerseys. They'll just be picked at random. So good luck to everybody. I believe you only get one entry, but you could try to enter as many times as you want. We'll see what the random YouTube comment picker decides his fate on Friday morning. Thank you guys so much. Good luck to everybody who enters. Hopefully you walk away with the Mean Joe Green or a Jack Lambert jersey. At the end of the week, again, we could not thank you guys enough. It feels super cool to have 20,000 subscribers and to just know that we got a couple thousand people three times a week coming and hanging out with us and talking some Pittsburgh Steelers. With that, we're heading out here. Thank you guys so much for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash All Steelers Talk. Let's try to hit 25,000 now. Find us anywhere you get your podcasts. And as always, check out all of our work at allsteelers.com and our pit coverage at insidethepanthers.com. Drop hashtag AST in this video. Try and win a jersey. Enjoy another beautiful day in the Berg. Peace.